0: Everybody. This is Talk Like a Lady. It's a podcast where we find out all about our favorite ladies. I'm Carly Morton
1: and I'm Jessica
0: Fontana and I'm Kim Patterson.
2: Hi Hello, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Thanks for uh, having me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Kim is so my I'm Jessica, my sister-in-law. <laughs> so, yeah. She gets to come and have fun with us today. What are we drinking today, Kim?
2: Today I am drinking one of the twelve beers of Christmas that we're doing at my work. It's Einstock Icelandic Arctic Pale Ale. Looks delicious. Is it good? It's very good. I like pale ales. Um, it's it's lighter than an IPA, uh, but stronger than you know the light beer that. Usually. So it's good. I like it a lot. Good too.
1: Who is your badass lady?
2: The badass lady that I like to talk about is my friend Jennifer Shields. And the reason why she's a badass is because she is a pilot, Um, she's a commercial pilot. And the story that makes me think that she's such a badass is when we were in college. I was working for a company that trains pilots and she had come in as an intern and she was put into customer service with me. I was hired in as a customer service representative for the company. So it was pretty normal for me, but it was all women that we worked with. And, uh, and when she was brought in, she was brought in as a pilot intern. So um, she was also brought in with another guy who was a pilot intern And pretty quickly, he was swooped away to go work in the simulators where they earn hours. And if you're familiar with how pilots grow their career, it's all about hours. Mm -hmm. And so Jen was pretty frustrated with um, being in customer service. She was doing an excellent job. And I think that's part of the problem is that a lot of us women, we give 110, 150% compared to our peers, because we wanna stand out and we wanna excel and, and somewhat expected of us, um, especially in a male dominated workforce. So she's doing great in customer service. So they think she's doing great. She likes what she's doing. She's getting along with people. So they're leaving her there. Meanwhile, her peer is getting all these hours. And um, and so she had the guts as a 24 year old to go into her boss who. That's 40 years in the industry and say, I'm not comfortable with this. You hired me to do a job and that's to be a pilot. And I'm sitting here doing filing and talking to customers. And, um, I realize I'm doing a fine job at that, but I am here to earn hours and to work for you as a pilot. And so that's what I want to do. And, and then she started getting the hours and she started getting into the training classes. And so, um, I think it was really brave of her to step up and ask for what she wanted and uh, and still work her ass off for what she wanted. Um, And I've carried that with me throughout my career because there have been many times where I've come against the same kind of scenario where everybody assumes that what I want is where I'm at because I'm doing such a great job. And for me to excel and get the opportunities that I want, I have to go ask for them. They don't necessarily just fall into my lap like some of my male counterpart peers would have. So, um, so I definitely feel like I'm where I'm at in my career because I've had examples like Jen in my life to help me help me get there and help me see how I can do that in a way that's effective.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, because it's hard to do that. Like, it is well. For me, especially because I don't like confrontation. So I'm just like, oh, I guess I'll do customer service for the rest of my life. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, I'll sit back and be resentful and then my work
2: will start to suffer and I never actually get what I want.
0: Mm -hmm. Instead. And I'm going to take everyone else down with me. Fuck everyone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That is, it is really hard though. It's, hard to do that and I think so much of the time you know when women do say what we want not uh, not all the time but it does come off or it shouldn't but people assume like we're just being pushy or bitchy or whatever mm-hmm. and so like I always have that in the back of my mind because I overly worry about what people think of me <laughs> so uh, yeah right. that it's a, that's hard that's that is definitely admirable
0: and yeah, you have to Jennifer little- sounds
2: awesome you have to do it in a way that doesn't turn other people off because they're just doing the best that they can do as well. they they think that they have your best interest in mind. And, and I've heard it countless times in my career. You know what? Take a break, enjoy where you're at. You do a great job. We're going to keep you here for a while. Don't worry about losing your job. You're fine. And that's great. Except for I am young and I have fire in me and I want to go after everything now because when I'm 50 and 60, that's when I want to take the breaks. You know, that's right. where I want it to slow down. Not when I'm 40. So um, knowing how to say it and ask for it is yeah. is not easy to do a lot of times. Yeah.
1: Women <sighs> <laughs> are <intergrade. laughs>
2: Uh, what what
1: organization do you want to highlight today
2: the organization is engineering working moms it's a group that i was introduced to through facebook and it's a group of women that um that talk about different problems that we have inside of this facebook group and um the reason why it's important is because they're engineers, so a lot of them work in male-dominated industries, and they're dealing with problems like the example that I just gave you that Jen dealt with, um, and then they're moms, too. So us being moms, Jessica, you and I, we, we both know we got to juggle a lot, and we've got so many contradictory things rolling around in our heads that it's hard to decipher on your own. And having a group of women that I can reach out to and, and they'll come back with tons of opinions, which is great. So then it helps me become a better person in understanding other people's perspectives on things and makes me see outside of myself. Um, and the other thing that's really exciting is that we do different projects together. So um, a lot of the women in the group I've done projects with in the past through work or through the community here in Wichita. They're not all women in Wichita. They're all over the world. But um, a lot of these women, I know because they're in the Wichita community as well. And then um, one big project that we're working on right now is writing a book together. Really? We just started, and it's going to be a book that has different sections that talk about women in engineering and different phases of your life. So when you're first in college and getting started, when you're starting your first job, when you're thinking about kids, when you're in the middle of having kids and you're juggling working, maybe you're returning to work or learning how to breastfeed and how to pump that work. And then we'll have the next phase where you're later on in your career. And so I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, That's awesome. I've always wanted to write a book. Sounds really cool. Yeah. It's nice to do it with a group of women. It's less intimidating this way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, why do you think Carly and I are doing a podcast together?
2: Exactly. Right. you do it (laughs) together and then you can support each other and it's fun instead of being serious. Right. Right.
1: And that's, you know, I feel like that's something that it's not, you know, I mean, Obviously, it's a it's a group for uh, women engineers, but I mean, really any field, all of those things are things that every every um, woman in the workforce has to deal with. You know, Mm
0: -hmm. so, yeah, even though it's engineering moms, then it can be used like other people could get, you know, really good information out of it.
1: Yeah That's cool. That's, that's really right.
0: cool. <laughs>
1: so like is it gonna be when you say, are you working with just the Wichita ladies to write a book or is it the whole like all of you um, in this group or kind of figuring out who's going to do what?
2: That's what we're, that's what it is is we're, we have a big group of women who have volunteered to help write the book a certain portion of that group has volunteered to write on certain topics. And then we've found that um, there's a bigger part of the group that they, they don't really want to write the book as much as they'd like to help edit it and give perspective. So um, that's where we're at right now is we're we've broken up into different groups on topics and then we're writing around our specific topics and then we'll get back together in January and that's see
0: cool, yeah. gotten, I imagine it's probably going to take yeah, a couple of years to
2: write the book and get it all yeah.
0: together. Yeah. Yeah, because that's a lot of... Yeah, but that sounds... It's yeah. a lot of work, but it's cool that there's, uh, there's people that are like, you know what? I don't want to <laughs> write anything, but I'll edit it for you because editing yeah. sucks. And, <laughs> you know, just like, okay, I'll help, but I'll do this part of it, and that'll help you know, get different perspectives into the book and get Uh it finished. That's really cool. And
1: everybody would then feel like they had a part in it, which I think is really special too. So that's awesome.
2: Yay. And what's nice about this group is that um, we're all pretty fact-based women because we're engineers. And so Mm -hmm. we can pick apart different things, and it's, it doesn't, it's just, it's more scientific than it is personal, so it's nice to have somebody with that kind of mindset editing the book, so that way it feels like, okay, we're going to have a really high quality book, and it's not going to end up a crappy book, because people don't want to hurt each other's feelings by saying that doesn't make any sense, so you're
0: right. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. Very cool. Well, what the hell is this sentence? <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: And I've, I've, I've had that what a couple times. What is this? Of some of the stuff
0: that I've and like, oh, yeah, I should probably elaborate on that. <laughs> what is this?
1: <laughs> That's cool.
0: Little. All right. Well, do you want to tell us about growing up, like where you grew up, how it was? Yeah.
2: I grew up in, I started in a small town in Kansas called Springs, Kansas. And um, my parents divorced when I was in the second grade. And then my, my mom is originally from Wichita, Kansas. And so we moved to Wichita to be closer to her work. And um, I think that that was one key step in my life that made me who I am today, moving from a very tiny town to a, a larger town. I mean, Wichita has maybe 400,000 maybe half a million people when you include the metropolitan and the outlying suburbs. Mm -hmm. And so the opportunities that I have had growing up really expanded when my mom moved us to Wichita. Um, I grew up Catholic, which influences a lot of what I think and do, even though I'm not a practicing Catholic. I, um, I grew up in a pretty strict Catholic family, um, but also a family that was messed up. You know, my parents divorced, which is not acceptable in the Catholic Church. And my mom remarried multiple times, which wasn't acceptable in the Catholic Church. Um, so I think that I got a nice, uh, a nice perspective on how people can have really extreme religious views and don't necessarily have to follow that. You know, you shouldn't be asking yourself lots of questions on, why, why do people think the way that they think? And, um, and it's okay for me to think differently than other people. Um, so I went to Goddard High School, which is a suburb of Wichita. And then I went to Wichita State for my, uh, my bachelor's and my master's degree. I, I'm an engineer, and um, I started out in aviation. So I worked for an aviation company here in Wichita, But I moved away for a little while. I was kind of bored with aviation. It wasn't something that I was super passionate about when I was a kid. So I moved to Missouri, and that's where I met my husband, who's related to Jessica. And then um, he's really passionate about aviation, and he likes to fly. And the company I was working for was falling apart. They were going to go bankrupt. And so we moved to Wichita together, and he got a job at one of the aircraft manufacturers here in town. And I was able to get my job that I had before back. And uh, kind of been here ever since. I always kind of wanted to move away again, but then we had our son. And then I grew my career more and more in the company that I was working for at the time. And so it just never really happened. But um, I also have... Um, some other side businesses. So we have some rental property that we do. And then I have a lip balm business that I do on the side. And I always have kind of wanted to just quit my job and run my own business, but that's never really come to fruition. My lip balm hasn't taken off the way that I'd like it to, and it won't support the lifestyle that I want. So so I keep working my day job and in hopes that one day my lip balm will get picked up by some some big famous person but um i right now i work for a food service company and i i run the company and i i run it for a guy that used to be married to my mom so um Kind of a weird story. Yeah. Awkward <laughs> the moment. The Thanksgiving dinner. Thank God for COVID. We don't have to have Thanksgiving. or. Christmas. <laughs> um, but uh, when I was a kid, my mom, she was married to a guy who started his own business. He started a vending business. And he hired me when I was 15. And I couldn't get a job anywhere else. And um, he let me do all kinds of crazy stuff. Stuff that no one would let a 15-year-old girl do. I was cleaning machines. I was taking them apart, putting them back together. Um, I was putting a forklift. I was lifting heavy things. I was driving a truck during the summertime and filling pop machines. And then during the wintertime, I was doing his books for him. And, um, and so he never, I mean, he just expects a lot. And I every, you know, everything he threw at me, I, I, wanted to do because i want to get paid (laughs) so then um recently when i kind of hit a a wall at the aviation company that i was working for felt like i kind of hit hit a point where my career was going to stall out he he and i had always stayed close even after my parents even after they my mom and him divorced and um and i was telling about some of the frustrations i was having and he was ready to have somebody come over and run his business for him. So that way he has, he's married since then and had kids with someone else. And so he has kids that are my son's age and um, eventually he wants to hand the business off to them. And and so what he's planned, what he's planned is for me to run his business for him until his kids are old enough to take it over and then I'll hand it off to them. So, um, it kind of helps scratch that itch that I've had to run my own business. Mm-hmm. I haven't really made the commitment to just go out on my own. So I can still do my lip balm stuff on the side and still get the experience of making all the big business decisions. And then he still carries all that risk, <laughs> all that risk that comes on <laughs> having all that.
1: Yeah, but it gives you such good experience too, though. I mean, yeah. Because like you said, you're not you're getting to have those duties without the risk, (laughs) you know. So that's that's kind of everyone's dream when you want to run a business, you know. No risk.
0: (laughs) Right. Yep, not as much risk to you. Right.
1: (laughs) Right. Man.
0: You're a doggy.
1: Sebastian is looking like he thinks you're the greatest thing on earth.
0: Oh He does. He she's loves his cute. mom. Yeah, she's very cute. Uh, so how many siblings do you have?
2: I have three sisters. I don't have any brothers. Um, I have an older sister that's a year older than me. And she lives here in Wichita. And she has kids that are my kids' age. And then I have a sister that lives in Kansas City. And she has three girls. They're all six years apart. So she Ooh. has, yeah, she has a... A little girl that's going into kindergarten, and a little and a, a big girl now that's about to graduate from high school and go off to law school at KU. So um, she has she has a big friend, yes. and then I have a, a little little sister. She's I think she's a little little bit. She's in her thirties. Um, she was in Israel. Oh, wow. she has a really cool story too. She's she maybe she should have been my badass woman that I talk about. Uh, <laughs> She uh, convert, converted to Judaism when she was out of out of college. Yeah, right out of college. She decided she wanted to become Jewish, so she did. And then she went over for a 10-day trip to Israel and said that she loved it and she wanted to move there. And so she did. And she's lived there ever since. And she's gotten married. She has a daughter now. And it's, it's really amazing to me what she's done. And all
0: under her own power, you know, it's... Uh, right. That's ballsy. Yeah. You're just moving over there by yourself? Like, holy yeah. shit. Yeah, we don't have any family over there. That's, I mean, she friends. sounds pretty cool. Yep. Yeah.
1: So have you gone and visited her at all?
0: Wow.
2: I haven't, no. And um, I'm a terrible sister for not going over <laughs> and visiting her. Um, she used to come back yeah. here twice a year. So she would be here in the wintertime, and then she'd be here in the summertime. And then with COVID, she hasn't been back. Um, And she just had her daughter a year ago. So I think even with COVID, without COVID, she probably would not have been back this year. And that probably would have spurred me to go over and visit her. But uh, it's another doggie. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so eventually I would like to go over and visit her once there's not a 14 day quarantine on yeah.
0: both That right. Sure. That. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully sometime that'll happen.
2: Oh, one yeah. more reason. No, the
0: traveling.
1: Uh, one more reason that COVID is a big bastard.
0: Yep. I am dying. Big old stupid bastard. I love
2: to travel and it is killing me. I keep looking at Google, the flights on Google to different places and thinking, man, I should just go ahead and schedule something. And
0: then nope, I know I'll do it. It's not That's worth what it. right. Because you're just going to have to cancel it. Yeah. <laughs> at this point. I mean, and are other countries, even letting Americans in, I don't know. Probably not. Yeah, we were banned from like everywhere for a long time. Like we we were looking at flights and everything was super cheap because nobody's going anywhere. Mm-hmm. But and then you're like, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Go there and just sit in a house? Like no, yeah. not, not gonna I do know. it. Son of a bitch. <laughs> if you ladies could travel anywhere
2: right now, where would you go? Ireland. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I would love to I think
0: that would be so great. That's where we were looking. We were like, you know what, we could plan this trip for next summer, but now it's just it can't stop, won't stop. So it's probably <laughs> okay. not okay.
2: I you know, like I, I could
1: I mean, listen, if I'm going to Ireland, I don't want to have restrictions. I don't want to worry about the because I want to right. go to every fucking little pub that I come across.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, be like, just be walking by and be like, time for a beer.
1: Yes, uh-huh. be like, just Let you know, beer. I won't. But I just want to like stand by people and listen to them talk. But you know, right now you can't do that without worrying about COVID. So yeah, I'm, I, I'm, yeah, yeah. With Tom, like right at the very beginning of this, Tom through his work had won a cruise, which. We're not like, we've never really wanted to do a cruise because we, I, it feels restrictive to me. So I've never, but it was free. So, I mean like flights, everything was free. So we were like pumped. Mm -hmm. We were (laughs) supposed to leave March. Oh, what was it? It was yeah, it was.
0: Wasn't it the 24th or something something like
1: that. It was the, like towards the end of March. So genuinely when all of this stuff kicked off was when we were supposed to go on our cruise um, and we were so excited to actually get to fly somewhere and like have time away from the kids and then, you know, all these months later, I'm in my house with my children <laughs>
2: with all the wanted to get away with
1: get away from you. right <laughs> but yeah, no I, I that is something I'm with you Look, traveling is. I mean, hell! I turned forty a few days ago, and we were going to have like a fun weekend, like friends and everybody were going to go, and then that was ruined. And you know, yeah. I mean, big picture though, my family's healthy, and yes. can't, you know, I can't, right. I can't. Like, it makes me sad that I can't travel, but you know, it's okay. We'll get uh-huh. there someday. It'll happen again someday.
2: And someday. We're all pretty lucky that our lives haven't been devastated by this. And in a year, we will be able to travel. Yeah. I keep trying to tell myself that when I go into work every day and all my friends are at home getting to work in their jammies.
0: It's okay. You still have a job. Yeah. Keep it together, woman. (laughs) Yeah. I work, well, plus, uh, it's not that great. I mean, it's awesome. I love working at home i don't like teaching though <laughs> so that that just like notches it up like you can wear jammies all day but when you're a fucking teacher it sucks <laughs> uh,
2: i am so glad that i didn't go into the teaching field man that oh god right now
0: i am i'm am a horrible teacher i have no patience and like I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I'm just like, I don't know. Did you read about India? Uh I just make noises until she goes away.
1: (laughs) I I feel like my brain is kind of adapting a a touch. Um, But also I'm pretty sure I'm at the same time losing brain cells because.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, God. 100%.
1: I just tell people I'm, I'm, a, I'm so spacey right now. I forget everything because I just think there's like so much in there yeah. that is just overwhelming. It's just like, yes. Yeah. And I'm I, have like, to, I have to like kind of catch thoughts. I'm like, okay. Right. <laughs> but see, that's why, that's why I never w- wanted to be a teacher in the first place. I don't have the patience for it. I don't like two children on a regular basis like talking at me at the same time makes me like it's, makes uh-huh. my it's, it's too funny.
2: much yeah. yes it's I, too it really,
1: fucking much it is like it really genuinely I lose my patience I get uh it's yeah I can't imagine walking into a room of like 26 kids and like being sane I just it would not work for me no but.
2: no thank you features so more Your kids are all online right now.
1: Yes. And we chose in the beginning, both like she has one daughter and obviously I have the two boys and we both chose that to keep them home because we were working from home and, you know, it made sense, you know. Um, But then when our district, I mean, it was cr- like the progression, you know, every other day we were getting, okay, two more people. Okay. Like, all the time. And it wasn't, a lot of them were, cause you know, they kept saying that young kids aren't getting it, but a bulk of the kids that were getting it were the elementary school kids. Yeah. And which oh, I'm so, I'm just ready for worry is I it's too much sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, yes. just worrying about stuff, but yeah, they're, they're complete. Everybody's online now. So Lord knows when that's going to change. I don't know, but nothing again, I feel pretty privileged because it's not, you know, there's so many parents and that's what I tell myself too. You know, you're like, you were saying, you could try to like put things into perspective. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just always wanting to just kind of slap myself. Like Jessica, chill the fuck out. Like there are still <laughs> millions of parents out there that literally don't know what they're going to do. About their work and their kids' school, and you know, there's kids probably teaching themselves because, like, you know, mm-hmm. their parents mm-hmm. can't stay home, and you know, so I just, I kind of try to check myself on that too. But I do have pity parties occasionally. <laughs> I think
2: you're oh, yeah. to have a lot of pity party. I think you have both. You can have, yeah. You can feel sorry for yourself and feel sorry for others that have it way worse.
1: Yes. Yeah. Cause I mean, like I, I am privileged, so it's, uh, yeah, that's what I tell myself. Um, Sam so,
2: is Sam's still going to school. His school has stayed open and it's uh, during the springtime time. He was at home and right. we were taking turns with Sean was at home working from home. And then my sister was working from home. So we were trading off households and really by the end of the summer, by the end of the spring, both of them were like, the kids ate today. That's what happened. I mean, we got the free lunch and that was successful. And we feel like we achieved what we needed to today. Right. It's and like, everybody listen,
0: understood that that's all you can expect. At this point. Right. Like they're still alive. Yep. They didn't kill each other. We're good. Yep. Might need that's a shower. Right. I don't know. I <laughs> only cried once. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh God. The tears. The yeah. tears and not just from my children in the uh-huh. beginning, <laughs> It's just like oh my god. But no, it, I that's I try so hard to kind of be like that, where I'm just like, listen, we survived the day. Uh-huh.
0: Oh good. But you're alive, I, and then I like go in a yeah. closet and cry.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I do, I put so much pressure on myself because i'm like i don't want when my children eventually go back to school whenever that is i don't want them to be behind like you know what i mean like so then i there's all that pressure and again overthinking i need to yeah, stop. Everyone's, everyone's gonna, kids gonna be kids are behind,
0: gonna be far behind. <laughs> right would you say Kim? they're all gonna be at the same level all of them
1: yep. yeah yeah I, it's Mm -hmm. all the idea (laughs) of the, the effects of COVID for years to come. Mm -hmm. Like when I start thinking, like, I just go into rabbit hole in my head of (laughs) what this is going to do to our country and the world. And I mean, it's just, I think there, it's going to reach into so many different things. It's Mm -hmm. uh, interesting. So, um, speaking of telling yourself things telling yourself things what would you tell your teenage self if you could tell her anything
2: I would tell her to keep working hard and stop settling for things that seem out of reach so um, I would tell myself go to a different college don't don't settle for Wichita State because it's cheap and it's close and it means you can move out of your parents' house faster. <laughs> uh, I would say to her, go be an engineer because I didn't even know what an engineer was when I first started school. And it kind of fell into my lap I met somebody that was an engineer and I thought, oh, I could do that. So I switched over to it. Um, so I would just, I would tell her, just keep trying for things that seem out of reach and look back on all the things that you've done with your life already as a teenager that are extraordinary and use that as amplification for things that you can do into the future. Um, Because I think that I could, I could be more than what I am today if I had worked even harder when I was younger. And I had, I had a lot more energy back then that I wasn't utilizing or I was focusing on the wrong things. So that's probably what I would do is tell myself, just work harder.
1: I feel like that's what every teenager does though, is focus on the wrong things. Uh-huh. It's what they're known for.
2: I would not have listened to myself, but <laughs> right.
1: Right. right. right.
2: <laughs> that's why we've
1: said it before. It's like such a bummer that your brain isn't even developed when you're having to make all these huge life decisions. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's incredible, but I mean, you know, you seem, uh, seem like a pretty good self-starter there, lady. So
2: yeah, I <laughs> mean, you're doing pretty well for yourself. It so. didn't
0: turn out too bad.
2: So, <laughs> right.
0: right. <laughs> um, so who would you say were your, Women influencers in your life or when you were younger now or
2: I have had a ton of women influencers and, and, and that's why I am who I am today. And they all they're all very different. So my mom for sure, she worked her ass off when we were kids. And we we were poor, but we didn't know that we were poor. We just thought that our mom was mean. <laughs> wanted to not give us things and that she was trying to teach us a lesson on how to manage money. And, um, and so as an adult, I look back and think, man, all the, all the knowledge that she invested in me as a person, um, and she did it because she needed to, um, back then, but I didn't, she did it in a way that made me feel like, okay, I'm learning something from this. Like it's not because we're put upon and we got unlucky and and so we're, we're a poor family. And then I have, I've i had women throughout my career that I have met through different networking groups. And they're all very different. Um, there's definitely the, the engineer type women that I've met that they are very passionate about what they do and very focused. And I love talking to those women because... They don't see a lot of drama or noise. They focus in on these are the things that are important to me. And they're kind of a type A personality. And I love that because they're very, this is where this box is. Everything goes in this box. And um, and we don't mix things together. And then I have a lot of women friends that are artists, you know. Um, I have a friend, Jan Mae that her brain is wired completely different from any other woman I've ever met. And when I talk to her, it's like, we're talking a different language, even though we're both speaking English, the things that she talks about that are important to her, everything weaves together and everything's connected. Um, She once told me a concept about, I was going to leave the house and then stuff just kept getting in the way. And it was like, it was like the universe was trying to prevent me from moving forward. And I actually got a call later in the day that my friend was sick and I needed to go take care of her. Had I left and done the things that I meant to do that day, I wouldn't have been there for that phone call. And even though the engineer and the scientist part of my brain says, none of that doesn't make sense. Right. Stuff like okay. that, it's just luck and coincidence. There's there's no universe out there controlling things. Um, it's still so cool to get to hear somebody else's perspective, and yeah. so those those are a lot of the women that have influenced
1: me. That's I like that you can appreciate both sides, though. You know, mm-hmm. kind of the the dreamer and the more logical. Uh, you know, because that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that is. I'm kind of with you. Like, there's a part of me that's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever the universe, you know, but <laughs> that's a really nice way to look at it though. Uh-huh. Like what a what a nice way to go through life thinking that, you know, I don't know. That's cool. I like that. They
2: were all being nudged in the direction that we're supposed yeah. to go in. Yeah. And stop fighting it so much. That's right. what I love about her <laughs> mentality is like, don't work so hard. Quit fighting it, and then just let it take you wherever it's going to take you. And then there's that other personality in me, the other, you know, the other women that I've met that are like, "No, you have to work your ass off for what you want." It's not right. no one's going to give it to you. So uh, go push hard. Yeah,
1: it's finding that happy medium, I think. Yep, between the two, appreciating it. So through all of this, what was your dating life like pre-marriage?
2: pre-marriage, you know, I had lots of different boyfriends. I had lots of guys that were friends that um, we didn't really have any romantic relationships, but I, I kind of hoped that we would, and it never really came to fruition. And I'm sure that there were a lot of guys that I wasn't attracted to that I was friends with that probably felt the same way that I did. Mm -hmm. Um, I did, I had a pretty serious boyfriend when I was in college early on and, um, I was super serious about this guy. I wanted to be with him. I didn't ever really want to get married or have kids. Um, but I was like, when I met this guy, I was like, this, I just, I'm committed. And then that was really early on in college and Mm -hmm. he had left to go to, he was in the military and he had left to go do some stuff from the military. And, um, we kind of started talking about dating other people and it really opened my eyes up to all these other opportunities that were out there. And so I started dating other people and, um, and I loved it. And I'm like, why am I settling for this goofball guy that he was still very young and I was still very young. And, um, so I had a lot of fun. There were probably three or four years there where I had lots of different boyfriends. Um, I, I at the time I was working for the company that um, trains pilots, so I had a few pilot boyfriends, and those guys are interesting and solid. <laughs> then, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure I wasn't their only girlfriend, and uh, and that, and that's really I think that's what opened my eyes up to you don't have to take relationships so seriously. I grew up Catholic and right.
0: take it seriously,
2: take it very seriously. <laughs> you're going straight to hell, going straight to hell. If you have <laughs> sex with somebody, that means you're married to them. That means that you're committed to them and, and you should just plan on spending the rest of your life. with them. Thank until God you, that's not true. <laughs> until you are miserable and then you divorce each other. But at that point you have kids and you're anyway but then meeting these other people these other men that like no nothing's no, real serious and you don't have to be boyfriend and girlfriend in a monogamous relationship in our early 20s so that was a lot of fun and also i read a book when i was in college called he's not that into you that <laughs> it really you that? opened my eyes if that that's what I would do. If I could go back and talk to my teenage self, I would just give her that book. And I would say, read this book because you're taking things way too seriously. Every guy that you meet that you fall in love with in your head, that's just in your head and let it go. And know that there's a million other guys out there that are just as dumb as that guy is. And, um, and have fun Quit taking it so seriously.
0: Yes. Yay. So then I met
2: Sean, um, my, my now husband and, uh, and I was still, when I met him, I was still in the headspace of, I don't need to be in a serious relationship with anybody. And, and I am free enough and, and know myself well enough that I can talk openly about that. So we had been dating for maybe a month or two and he had another lady that he had been seeing before me and they broke up and she was still calling him and um it was getting kind of frustrating for me that she was still calling him and he was being too nice and and he was answering the phone and stuff and i'm like he to not answer the phone if you don't want to talk to her but um <laughs> i went to her and then i said you know what if you if you're not really into this uh, i don't feel like we we have to be in a serious relationship together. Um, but I think we need to talk about, are we serious? Are we not serious? Are we monogamous? Are we not monogamous? And that was kind of the breaking point where we both agreed, okay, we're going to, this is a serious relationship and we're, and everything kind of followed on from that. And we, uh, we moved back to Wichita together and, and then we eventually moved in together. So, um, that's kind of how my dating life rolled out. It's uh, I had a lot of fun. A lot of fun. (laughs) I would not go back to it though, man. That was
1: no, a lot of
2: head games.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Right. And like the idea, you know, I've been with Tom since I was 20. The idea of like, Dating? Ugh, no. Oh my gosh! Yeah. It, it, dating in twenty twenty, or just like in this era, like I, I, dating apps would eat me alive. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, <laughs> they're would the just, worst. I would sit in a corner and cry if somebody like were, was mean to me or something. You know, like, uh, uh-huh. I it just yeah, that would not. Good. Do you have a? Do you have a worst first date?
2: Yes. I do. <laughs> so, um, I had met this guy that um, he worked at a car dealership and I had taken my car in to get the oil changed. And I, I saw the guy and I thought that he was cute. And so I asked him to take me on a test car drive of a new vehicle that I wasn't ever going to buy. Um, and, uh, and I actually, I asked him out on a date. And he accepted. So we ended up meeting at old Chicago and we had some beers. And then he starts telling me about this other girl that he's really interested in. And he's really confused on whether or not she likes him or not. And essentially he starts asking me for my opinion on whether this girl is really interested in him. (laughs) No. what? I thought uh, was our first date. And so by the end of the night, I had him convinced that he needed to go tell this girl how he really felt. And um,
0: and we went our separate ways. And I'm like, man, that's a... <laughs> what a good wing woman you are. <laughs> I know. I helped that guy out. Um, They're
1: probably like married with three they, kids now or something.
2: Yeah. And that guy's <laughs> like, I should have kept that girl's number so I could send her. Oh,
1: my number gosh. Number.
2: <laughs> I can't even. Like,
1: you no. know, you, you see that on TV where people are on dates and all they do are, is talk about their ex or talk about mm-hmm. somebody else. And I just, I'm always like, how would I handle that? I would feel so awkward in those. Like, good for you though. You you were nice. Well, the guy
2: at one point he had said during the date there were some red flags. Like he had said something about how he was. He wanted to be a doctor and so he had started going to medical school and it didn't work out and stuff wasn't making any sense like he was kind of like he was lying to make yeah. himself really good um, and so I kind of decided halfway through the day that this really wasn't somebody that I was interested in spending much more time with right so it actually it worked out really well that I was able yeah. to help him find his truth <laughs>
0: Yes, they're married in, in our eyes right now. They're married yeah. and it mm-hmm. doesn't matter.
1: Uh huh. <laughs> At least you weren't like super into them. And, and you know, I'm glad you didn't do what many women might do and like keep trying.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Like, let's live. go on another date.
1: Yeah. What is it about? And I, I, you know, uh, this, this is me, a younger version of me too. What is it about women so much of the time where we don't listen to red flags? Mm-hmm. We like, just oh, those fuckers right on up.
0: Oh, <laughs> look at that red flag! Isn't it beautiful? I want to keep it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I fix him.
1: Let's just collect all of them.
0: <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, Let me fix him. Yep. And then I'll have a baby and that'll fix it too. That'll fix everything. <laughs> it, it does not. It does no, not.
2: It doesn't.
0: <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Um, so we've kind of, we've already talked a lot about your career or careers. Yeah. Um, yep. what has been your favorite job? Um, that's a tough one.
2: My Why- favorite favorite job was i was a continuous improvement program manager for the aircraft company that i worked for and i was able to travel to the different sites and run projects and they were there were continuous improvement projects i really loved doing that it was fun and it it I'm not an incredibly detail oriented person and I get bored pretty easily. And so it was a job that really um, pulled me out of that. And I wasn't stuck doing something repetitive every day. And, mm-hmm. and the fact that I got to travel was fantastic. Right. And and when I traveled, there really wasn't a whole lot of commitment to wherever I was going. So um, I got to go to our plant in Mexico several times, That's but cool. I didn't have a whole lot of responsibility for the projects that were being run in Mexico because they needed to go run their own projects. So I would go down, I would work with them on some stuff and give them some advice on things and then I would leave.
0: And so I loved that job. That was great. Yeah, it sounds fun. Um, Like, oh yeah, you need to work on this. Okay, bye. 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 Have, have fun doing that back. let me know if you have any problems i'll come back <laughs> i'll come back sometime and check on yep. it okay bye
1: um we talked a little bit about your cosmetic stuff but um give yourself a little plug here so people know where to go to find it because everybody it's good stuff
0: uh, i love lip it
1: It's. Is i was so
2: excited my... when i saw your logo I, I thought i'm putting that on a lip balm
1: I yeah. was so excited you surprised me with it I was like right. holy moly Look I have it right there see. Hey. I love it It's the greatest I love it.
0: The one I'm, I'm like anything with mint Let me put it on my mouth
1: I know so, I told Carly that I was going to Get like try different flavors So I told her to go on and tell me what she Wanted so I can
0: yeah, uh, Here's stuff. the flavors I want any of them with Mint okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can do that yeah. Mint is so, easy to combine with just about anything. I know. And I know so, Jessica doesn't like mint very much. So I'm just like, well, I want mint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah have all the
2: mint,
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah. um, the,
2: the company, the website is Com, And uh, it started out as uh, I, I just had my son and we had had a business doing energy audits and some consulting, some energy consulting work. And that business had kind of fallen apart. We had, it didn't fall apart. It was, we had had a kid and none of us, neither of us had the energy to put the effort into it. And so we decided to close it and I was heartbroken. And, um, so I figured I wanted to start something of my own that, um, but then I could just do it in my own time, and I could put effort into it or not put effort into it. So I thought, I'll make makeup because I am an engineer, so I can figure things out. So I started making makeup like Bare Minerals. So it was loose powder,
0: and
2: um, I made eyeshadow, and then I started making some lipstick. And that was really hard um, but then to make a, to do a promo. I made some lip balm and I put it in these little packets and mailed it out to all my friends and colleagues and stuff to, to kind of advertise my business and they loved it. They, I got so much um, good publicity off of that, that I said, well, why don't I just go ahead and start making regular lip balm and selling it? And it just, it, it, kind of grew from there and me and my friend April um we grew it a little bit more we started going to farmers markets and craft fairs and selling it uh, selling it to the public and then I got into a couple of stores so I'm in Hallmark stores Um, I just got into a Hallmark store in Overland Park nice Yeah, yeah cool yep so um so yeah it's it's a tiny project that I have that um it seems like every time I think uh, maybe I'll stop doing this because it's slowed down, especially in the summertime. Whip bomb doesn't sell great during the summertime. Um, hmm. Well, maybe it's time to just call it quits. And then somebody will call and say that they want a hundred with their logo on it. And, okay. All right.
0: Here <laughs> we Bye go. Again. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah.
2: It's so yeah, good. I love
0: it. Yeah, I'm glad that you like it. Yeah, very much because well and I like it because our logo is on it as well.
2: I was like, we have a thing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I saw the lips on your guys' logo. Plus the logo's a badass logo.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love Jessica it. Jessica made it.
2: Jessica made I think it's it. Awesome. So my, I gotta put that on.
1: <laughs> I know I love when, it. Like when I when I opened the thing, I was like,
0: oh my god. <laughs> I think you immediately called me. I
1: did. I was like,
0: "You've got to be a
1: Side note: I'm totally somebody that uses lip balm all year long.
0: Oh yeah, so one thousand percent. Yes, like I don't have any down here, and now I want some, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> you should like, have if a he comes. If he comes down here and just like tosses a lip balm at me and it hits me, I'm going to be so happy.
1: <laughs> uh is he is Tyler actually sitting there listening to this right now or did he is he like walking away as it's recording?
0: Oh, I'm sure he's not listening. <laughs> Tyler, okay, so Tyler's the my husband and he's the like producer engineer guy. So he's listening on one end so that maybe you make sure that uh, everything sounds okay.
1: <laughs> um, this is my random thought. One more thing about your lip balm that I love so much. You guys, when you wear like like chapstick brand or anything, do you know what I'm talking about when it's like it makes your lips it like I don't even like I don't even know the word for it, but it gets like all weird feeling, like the texture, and it's <laughs> like like
0: real thick. Yes, thick. Yes. Like a layer. Yes.
1: And it's, I end up like wiping it off like half the time because after a while. It's it's too waxy
0: or something. Um, Yeah, Uh it's
1: really annoying. Yours does not do that. And I love it.
2: It's more oil based Mm -hmm. than wax based. And I think that's what helps. It has a lot of lanolin in it. Um, Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, well, I didn't even know what lanolin was until I had Sam. and right. it's, it's what you use when you breastfeed. Mm-hmm. And why don't we put this on
0: our lips too? <laughs> Did
1: it, dude? You need to like you. You need to make little sticks for breastfeeding women oh, to, Yeah, that would be that would be amazing. No, it's yeah, really
2: good. Yeah, because I could. I uh, they have these like these thicker lip balm. It's like uh, I bought them before, and I've I've tried to make lip balm in them, and there was just too much lip balm. It was like a big old fat.
0: Yeah, like the fat. Like when you have sunscreen lip balm, yes. it comes in a bigger stick. Uh huh.
1: Yeah. Anyway, everybody should go there and try
0: it because it's really great. know yeah, it. do it, ladies. I'm glad that you <laughs> We do. So okay, I'm asking, are you an introvert or an extrovert? I am definitely an extrovert. That's what I was that was my I,
2: I get tired though. Um so I like an introvert, I need alone time to recharge. Um and if I'm around people for too long, I end up getting irritable and feeling like okay, all my energy has been sucked out of me and I need to go be alone for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am, I don't like being by myself for very long and I don't like being in my own head for too long. So I'm definitely an extrovert. Yeah. <laughs> so that's another reason why COVID is killing me right now, because otherwise I would be going out a couple times a week in the evening times with friends and, um, for dinner or meeting up with the ladies for a girls night
1: and, mm-hmm. I know it's I I'm an introvert but I you know like I I thrive more in smaller groups like book club and things like that and like we haven't haven't been able to meet in person since Carly was your was January the last one that we actually met face to face with people I don't remember it was I don't remember
0: February or not Uh, it was a long long. time (laughs) Yeah. Are you I'm, an introvert? I'm an I'm an introvert but I have extrovert tendencies like I like to go to concerts I don't like all the people uh-huh. so then but if I drink enough beer then it's okay uh-huh. so <laughs> I f- I figured out the exact like thing that I have to do to get along like to be okay with all the people but and I just, I like to like my, one of my best friends is a bartender. So I like to go to his bar and sit and talk to people, uh-huh. but also that's drinking and I can put up with people until I can't put up with people and then I got to go. So that's what I love fascinating at my house.
2: <laughs> about introverts is that introverts It's not that they don't want to talk to people. It's just that mm-hmm. when when you do talk to somebody, you want it to be
0: genuine. Yeah. And, and well, I don't, I don't want like a thousand people. I yeah. Well, and I need an out.
2: <laughs>
1: like uh-huh. if Tom and I are going somewhere, I tell him, I'm like, like, what time are we going to come home? Cause I yeah. need, like, I need to know that that, and I never ever ever look forward to even the, the, the funnest things. And I know that I will have fun. I never <laughs> look forward to it ever. Like until you're ever. there
0: yeah you're there and you're like oh yeah this is good yeah Uh Yeah. I think I should back out I should back out I should back out and then okay this is fine
1: (laughs) even like uh, I think book club might be one of the few things that I that I do look forward to but that's because I'm a you know I'm a book nerd like so but um yeah I just I never ever
2: look forward to it (laughs) what books (laughs) are you reading right now
1: um, I am listening to white fragility right now. Um, that's, and, that seems like a heavy one.
0: Uh, it's not very long though.
1: Yeah. It's not too, it's, it's not too bad. Um, and I mean, a lot of it is nothing new to me. Um, just cause I've been trying to learn a lot in the last few years, but, um, I have another book that Nancy, my mother-in-law who's in it, she I can't remember what the hell is it called. I don't remember what the book is called. I haven't started it yet, but um, I usually will listen to a book or two at a time. Like, so I have options. Uh, I normally am reading like multiple. Like romance novels are like my dessert books. Like I can, I don't have to think. <laughs> like I can just read them. I. It's not like heavy. It's oh. not. You know, so I tend to have a couple of those right now But I'm kind of in between a bunch of books Because I, I, I've i been so busy with stuff lately So, yeah Carly,
0: what are you um, Well, I'm trying to read I haven't had time because I have a, a We have an Etsy shop And we do 3D printing And it is blown up Cause we make some Harry Potter stuff and it's blown up in the past, like couple of months. So that's all I do right now. Constantly. Look, I'll show you one. I was doing it. Oh, that's awesome. Ready? Yeah. So, uh, right now we have 40 orders (laughs) to get out in the next five days. So I haven't been able to read but uh, one of our previous guests, her name's Sierra Simone, and she's from Kansas City, and she's an author, and she has a series that's cuckoo crazy, and I love it. And uh, the fourth book, the fourth, and the, it's the last book in the series just came out, and I haven't been able to read it yet, and I'm big sad about it <laughs> because I can't, Turn pages in the book and like put lights into the Harry Potter things at the same fucking time. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it sucks. It, and it's not it's not on Audible yet. So oh yeah. Or do I you, listen. Do you, to you read, it. Kim? What's that? Do you
2: like to read? I do. Um, I will go through phases where I'll read a lot and then I won't read at all. Um, I I read uh, Needful Things earlier this year and and that was especially because it was such nice weather this spring and summer. Mm -hmm. And since we couldn't go do anything, it was perfect time to pick up a really long book Mm -hmm. like that. And then um, right now I'm in the middle of reading Dune. So I like reading fiction and, Mm -hmm. and uh, I don't really like fiction too much. Sometimes I really enjoy businessy self-help books I call them self-help books. Um, The authors (laughs) probably wouldn't call them self-help books, but uh, like good (laughs) to great. And um, there's this one book called the The no assholes rule. And Mm. it's all about don't hire assholes. And if you work with assholes, try to figure out how to not work with them anymore. And so it's it's pretty good.
1: That sounds sounds like good good advice. advice.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, do, Do you have a me too story? I don't really have a me too story. I guess the closest thing that I have to a me too story would be reading that that book when I was younger about he's just not that into you and learning about uh, how to be a confident person, a confident woman, and and, um, to not throw yourself at people that aren't going to do anything for you or just manipulate you and use you. And then leave you hanging. So I guess that's the closest thing that I have to a Me Too is that there were a lot of relationships that I had when I was younger that I think the guy was not as interested in me as I was in him. And he took advantage of that. Um, But I do say that the Me Too movement has really opened my eyes to some of my own personal biases and my own assumption especially growing up in an environment where I was told that girls get what they deserve. You know, if you're going to put yourself out there and you're going to do things that make it opportunistic for men to take advantage of you, um, it's your fault and changing my mindset to see that the me too movement has helped me see that, that um, it's not okay. That just because a girl got really drunk that she ends up behind a dumpster with her panties around her ankles and raped by some guy that, that, and it's not okay for him just because he wears polo shirts and has a, has a great scholarship to this awesome university that it's okay Mm -hmm. for him to do that, you know? And um, it also has made me really open my eyes to be more aware of my surroundings. And, I hope that, you know, there have been certain moments in my life that something has been off and I've thought maybe I should say something or do something and I didn't. And I and I look back on those instances and maybe it was nothing, but maybe it was something and I should have said something and the risk of me saying something, there was very little for me, very little consequence, you know, as a white woman in the Midwest, me saying I feel like something's weird here and especially a, a middle-aged white woman in the Midwest, me saying mm-hmm. something's weird here and I I should reach out to this person and let them know that if they need something that I'm here for them, that would be okay. And it would actually open doors for them that they don't have. So, um, so I feel like the me too movement has really opened my eyes to that, and that. The next time somebody comes to me and thinks, you know that maybe somebody's treating them unfairly or or when I see somebody being treated unfairly that maybe I should say something and maybe I'll be wrong but whatever I'm I've been wrong multiple times before so
0: no. well and you
1: do you do have that privilege though is that even if you're wrong it's not there's probably nothing's going to happen to you yeah
2: <laughs> right
1: Whereas, you know, if you didn't have that privilege, like there's a, a lot of fear in the world, you know, uh-huh. based on consequences, you know, I think that's one of the greatest things that has happened from the Me Too movement is the, um, just the eye opening of the conversation of surrounding consent and what that means. Like you said, the, you know, just because a girl is drunk or a guy for that matter is yeah. drunk. you know, like, I think it's, you know, cause I mean, I think I probably started realizing some of that prior to me too, but I'm the more people that understand that concept um, it's just really important that,
2: it, mm-hmm. and even,
1: I mean, I think, you know, d- it, It doesn't matter what somebody wears. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if a a person consents to sex and then like takes it back, you know? I mean, I think, because I I guarantee you, teenage Jessica, if I had consented and then midway through decided I wasn't, I didn't want to anymore, I guarantee you I would have continued. Uh I guarantee you. I would have not felt. I would have not felt like it was okay to stay. Never mind. I, can we stop? You know what I mean? Like, yes. which is sad to think, but I know. I I know I would have just because I just I know I would have. And but
2: we're, we're built as women. We're raised to make people comfortable. Yeah, and if I have mm-hmm. to be uncomfortable for a little bit to make somebody else happy. Yeah. There are often times where I where I find myself doing that and sex is one of them. Sex is, I know there have been times in my past where you know what okay I get halfway through and I'm like ugh, I'm not having any fun and the there's so many other things from years of being taught to just,
0: you know, just just lay down. there and take it. Yeah. Just stick it in. out and don't
2: make people uncomfortable. Don't make this awkward. Yeah. Weird. No? Just relax. If you just relax.
0: If you just relax, here have some more why. Yeah. Oh God.
1: yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. And the and the conversations around victim blaming and uh-huh. and um I like the conversations that are like I the more I learn, the more I can teach my two boys that will eventually be men and you know that is my favorite thing too is just the more I learn I feel like the more I can be like hey this is how you do good (laughs) go out in the world and be a good man so yeah it's I'm glad I'm glad this movement came along and I think it's opening doors and I think it yeah I love it so I'm I'm, I hate that it has to be a, a thing right but I'm thankful for it. So
2: it's it's another layer to this onion of um, of the concepts of women and men's roles in society. And um, you know, I go back to my story about my friend Jen and how the people that put her in the spot that she was in in that customer service group thought that they were doing the right thing. They all thought that. She's really good at this and um, she can be around a bunch of women her age and have a lot of fun and um, enjoy herself. And that's not, that's not wrong, but they need to realize, people need to realize that it's, it is wrong. You know, it is Mm -hmm. wrong to assume that a woman wants something that she doesn't want. And then it's also up to us to think about that and to have the strength to say, I'm not okay with this. Even though I was 30 minutes ago or I was two years ago, that doesn't mean that I have to be stuck with it anymore and I can change my mind. It's okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you're right. I mean, it's not like all these concepts really can be like, I mean, obviously the situations are different, but a lot of the concepts are very similar. Like, like you said, it's okay to change your your mind midway. It's okay to not want the same things. It's okay to express yourself like it, you know? Mm
0: -hmm. So, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Are you good at taking compliments? I think that I
2: am awkward at taking
0: compliments
2: (laughs) (laughs) and, and I um, I want to redirect them and I feel really great when somebody gives me a compliment. And then I feel like, okay, I have to figure out something to compliment you on now now. Mm -hmm. Um, because I want you to feel as good as I feel. Yes. Well, I've um, I've been told that I should, you know, just be okay with it. You know, just accept it.
0: yeah. It Yeah. Well, give yourself a compliment right now. Do it. Oh, give me a compliment. Okay. Yeah. Give yourself a compliment. Like, Oh, (laughs) (laughs) well,
2: I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. um, You know what? I am, um, I'm impressed at how well I have done this year and it has been a hell of a year. And every time I look back and think about all the things that I've accomplished, um, it's my first year in the job that I'm in and Uh I, I've survived and the people that I work with have survived and, and we've kept a lot of people employed and I'm really proud of that. Um, And I, I think that that all has to do with that. There's other people that contributed to to it too, but uh, my survival this year has been a lot of buildup of years and years and years of preparing for this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Although nobody could predict it, this kind of thing, um, keeping a cool head during crisis is something that I've trained myself to do over years and years and years. So that would be my compliment to myself: is well done, keeping a cool head during a really shitty year.
0: Yeah. Well, good, good job. That's a really yeah. good compliment. That is a good compliment. I'm Complimenting
1: your compliment.
2: Thank you. Ooh, <laughs> you got I'm double compliment. You ladies are great at giving
1: compliments. <laughs> <laughs> we really suck at taking them
0: though. So, yeah. So we don't we don't want you to talk to us about that. Okay, oh, yeah? you don't want to give yourself a compliment right now? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> no, 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 no. When <laughs> when Carly was like
1: earlier when she was like, yeah, Jessica made the the logo. I literally was like, "Oh."
0: Uh, ah. Yeah, yes, Jessica yeah. goes yeah, I did. <laughs> Turtled away. God, <laughs> okay. oh, Christ. Do we want to do the wheel, Carly? Yeah, let's do... Um, let's just grab a couple wheel okay. questions. You can, you can start. Okay. Um, let me see. Okay. Here's a fun one. Clean clothes and a dirty body or dirty clothes in a clean body. Say it again. <laughs> clean, Putting clean clothes on a dirty body or putting dirty clothes on a clean body.
2: Clean clothes on a dirty body.
0: I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want dirty clothes on my clean body. <laughs> no, I'd rather go naked. Right. would rather just, just stay home naked, I guess. Tits out. Tits out everyone. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, my, my first question, though, is like, okay, but how dirty of a body? Like, how long do I have to go with a dirty body?
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like you want to analyze it. Just answer the question, <laughs> Jessica. I wear, I wear clean
2: pajamas to bed every night. I don't take mm-hmm. a shower before I go to bed, but I need clean pajamas before I go to bed every night. And I've had friends tell me that that's weird. And it's wasteful but I don't, don't care but
1: <laughs> I don't, don't really have like I don't have set pajamas I have like I mean m- my entire wardrobe at the moment is it's like, it's pajamas. My yeah. and that's what I tend to go to bed in like I just wear like comfy whatever and a tank top or something so I don't have set jammies but I wouldn't yeah. say that's weird Mm-mm.
2: I it's not
1: it's not what I need but I don't think it's weird
2: Right. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm going to go tell you have her to make Kate your bed in, in the, the morning. morning. It was weird. It is <laughs> not. It is you not make... weird. Do
1: you have to make your bed in the morning?
2: I do.
1: Oh, see, I don't I do that not. either.
2: Uh, I started it every year. I, I have New Year's resolutions that I start, and then I try to keep them. If they stick, I try to keep them into the future. So one of them was making my bed every day, and that was a long time ago, and I've done it ever since. And then the other one... Um, is I, when a year starts, I have to wear every piece of clothing that I own at least once before I buy another piece of clothing.
1: Damn and girl. It, That's for me
2: crazy. to save money and get rid of stuff that I don't wear anymore. And I've done that two years in a row and I can usually make it until about April before I buy something.
0: Damn. Yeah. None of my clothes are going to fit. After this, so that's a bad plan. (laughs) Well, if you can't wear them, then you have to give them away, and then you have to buy new clothes. Damn, I would hate to buy new clothes.
1: (laughs) Okay, so if you could get rid of any personality trait for yourself, what would you, what would you, okay, I'm going to extend this too. What would you get rid of, and what would you add what personality trait would you add to yourself if you could? Um,
2: The personality trait that I would get rid of is probably the part of my personality that um, will think about embarrassing things from the past Mm. and think about it more and then think about it more until I'm completely grossed out. You know, like I... Where I've done something where I know that I look stupid, and and then I'll just keep thinking about it and, like replays in my brain over and over again. I would get rid of that because I don't need yeah. that. Be like, remember that time in fifth grade? Exactly <laughs> when I got my period in gym and yeah.
0: everybody saw it, and
2: yeah, it was the worst uh, thing
0: ever. Be like, man, you are forty. Get over it. <laughs> yeah, but you don't that, know. It, it doesn't, doesn't know work anymore. They don't know you. Right. Uh, what the fuck is that? Facebook? <laughs>
2: um, and then I replace it with um with <laughs> sound really fucked up. But, um okay, so there are people out there that are bipolar and then they have these manic moments where they are very successful people because they'll not sleep and they'll work on something for days and days and days and days. And like the guy that started Zappos that just passed away, mm-hmm. I was reading that part of the reason why he may have passed away is because he he had alcohol and addiction problems, but also probably part of the reason why he was so successful is because if he had this bipolar and obsessive compulsive personality where he could get amazing things done that other people didn't have the commitment. That's what I, that's what I would Want to replace it? That sounds terrible, but I would want to replace that with this, manic working. Yes, this manic desire to get something achieved that uh, that I haven't been able to get done. Because hmm. I get lazy or tired or distracted.
0: Yeah. Oh man, distracted is my jam. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I think oh. that I'm a master at multitasking,
2: and I'm just terrible at it, just like everybody else is. But
0: right right well like because bosses like it when you say you can multitask but uh-huh. it just means that you're not doing shit right <laughs> man i'm so good at multitasking and my bosses you are all start like a bunch of yeah.
1: you start <laughs> and, and then like, they don't finish things and I'm like, mm, oh, this is multitasking. <laughs> uh, do you want to do one more carly
0: oh sure hold on a second um what's your guilty pleasure Um,
2: I, I love food and I love drinking and I love, uh, going to a nightclub and my, like my perfect guilty pleasure kind of night would be to go out and eat an amazing dinner and drink a whole bunch with it and get really toasted and then go to a (laughs) dance club and dance so much that um, I'm all sweaty and everything and I have to take an Uber home and feel really gross on the Uber ride home. That's my guilt. <laughs> <one. Guilty. laughs> I love doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> I always do it very so. often because I'm <laughs> right. a responsible grown-up. but yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: man. That, I mean, it does sound kind of fun to go out and then drink and then dance. I do love to, it's weird. I love to go dance with people, <laughs> but usually just people I know, but whatever. It, well, it there's has not to too many people. <laughs> yeah. And, it and the stars have
2: to align for all that to happen where I wouldn't, I want to go out to eat at a nice restaurant and not get toasted enough where I couldn't go down, you know, Right, you eat too much and then you're so full and then you just want to go home, and go to
0: bed sometime. Yeah. So it really, it's not something that
2: I can always achieve.
0: Right. Be like, well, I tried. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But now
2: I have to go home and go to bed instead of go out. But
0: now, now I'm tired. So
1: (laughs) I feel like I always think too much in the future. So like even staying up late in general, I'm always like, God, my children are going to be up in the morning and I just don't want to feel like shit. And Uh I, I, I overthink things too much.
0: Oh, i th- i threaten my child I'm like listen i'm going to sleep in and if you wake me up while I'm trying to sleep in I will end you <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's parenting 101 that's that's brilliant you know
2: uh-huh. I mean you have to set boundaries
1: right right my and it's all- up now it's not that big of a deal but I swear it's like i have like PTSD for lack of not trying to you know, make light of that, but like the, of just the lack of sleep. <laughs> so it's like I still like think of that like there too. Still, I'm gonna wake. Right?
0: You. Yeah. Right. You know. After you've only had three hours of sleep. Oh
1: God.
0: Yeah. Ugh. So bad. I'm so glad that part's over. <laughs> uh-huh. Can you guys? <laughs> so this is what I'm insanely
1: thankful for right now. Is yes, I have two children, and yes. I am teaching and working at the same time, but I don't have babies right now.
2: Oh my god, it would be terrible to have a baby right now. Yes, I I, I mean, I
1: I know there's wonderful things, but my in my brain, the idea of like working and taking care of an infant. Mm -hmm. God, that I just know. I know that my brain. Yeah, I really admire the hell out of people that are doing that because I Mm -hmm. I just know that my brain. Oh, I would struggle so much with that. Yeah. Uh, It would I that would I'm not sure that I could maintain sanity at that point. So I'm thinking I can't
0: I can't maintain sanity right now. Well, correct,
1: but even more so if I had an infant.
0: Or if you had one kid in school
1: and one kid not in school. Oh God, it just (laughs) I admire people.
0: Right. <laughs> Good job, everyone that has that situation. Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: And we know that you're doing the best that you can. Yes. You know way to go. Good <laughs> for you. If you have to put on dirty clothes on your clean body,
0: it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Just do it. Just do it. We're not judging you too <laughs> yes. hard. It's the fine. No.
2: No.
1: Oh, gosh.
2: Well. Was,
0: this was fun. I'm so glad you came to talk It was so fun. I know. I'm glad we could get it in like, yeah. On, I am on this. Thanks again for letting me move it. To early oh early yeah. Day. It's not a big, it's not a big deal for me at all. I'm stuck mm. in a fucking basement. <laughs> <laughs> Making hair. What otter stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh goodness, it's Doing nothing. So, um, we want everyone to check out our Twitter and Instagram. So it's both of those are at T L A L podcast and then if anyone feels the need to write us a a love letter you can send it to our tlalpcast at gmail.com so (laughs) again everybody
1: go to com.
0: yes and here's to ladies
1: let's start listening to what they have to say
0: Goodbye. Bye.